Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, everybody out there in the internet stratosphere. I'm sorry, I got very distracted. John was looking at our recording device, I've and nev- I got very I've never, I've never looked at the actual machine, and it's called Tascam. And I, I just thought that was a really interesting word, because why? Well, John, <laughs> I, why this podcast is what I ask you. Fair. Hi, this Hi. is the Broadway Breakdown. I'm one half of your host, John Wiscavage. And I'm the other half of your host, Matt Koplik. How are you doing today, John? I'm good. We yeah. had just talked about the position of holding our mics for the recording of this episode, and I wanted to hold mine closer because I always opt to NPR host. I feel that. I love that. I and feel you, Joanna. And so I'm already right there. I'm very dropped in. Yeah, you're um, there, baby. Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing good. Doing, yeah. doing good. Just trying We're... to get, trying to get some shits in order. But you know, mm-hmm. we... <laughs> are we allowed to discuss what's going on with you in the upcoming weeks or now? I guess so, because by the time this will be released, um, I will be starting rehearsals, and we'll have at least three to seven. Well, it's official, guys. Ink's finally dried. Posts. Cats out of the bag. Cats out of, well, cats out of the bag. It's always the well that gets me right before well, that, that, yeah. that qualifying well. No well. Don't well me. No, no, no. no you ba- baby Jessica. I was going to say, no, no, baby Jessica. <laughs> Unless I do not want any of your wells. That laugh just echoed in your room. Well, that was the other thing, too, because the reason why we're holding them close, because you're like, or we could project. And this room has, as someone who has uh, sung a lot of really cracked out versions, not cracked out, cracking versions of waving through a window in this room, I can tell you it's quite resonant. So that's why I chose this, because if we had um, projected... We would be... Bouncing off the walls. Neighbors neighbors would be complaining. Yeah. Do they not complain when you sing Waving Through a Window? Um, I mean, I would if I lived next to you. Yeah, no. Like, who do you think you are? A (laughs) 25-year-old? They can hear it. They're like, (laughs) we can hear your under-eye concealer from up here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, they haven't complained yet, and I'm shocked. I mean... I truly am shocked. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok. But, um... Yeah, no, I'm 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 good. And so the thing that's the thing that you are alluding to is I am starting rehearsals. That's my first contract back post cancer. Woot woot. Cue like funky happy music, aka octet from Light in the Piazza. You stop, you stop right there. You, you move, move you away, move from, away him. from him. Oh, oh I, I see you stealing. No, you, you're a thief. You're a rotten thief. You want to steal, steal him away, away from, from me? me. Right, we'll, we'll stop there. Yeah, and. So, um, <laughs> so I everyone am, who just listened to this was like, oh, wow. So that's what it feels like when your butthole just like naturally opens up. Yeah. We just, we, uh, had the emotional equivalent of poppers right there. Yeah. We were just so together. Um, okay. So I am going to be, uh, doing Goodspeed's production of South Pacific, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. Um, playing the professor or professor the the i just add sometimes because it makes me sound like i'm on gilligan's island <laughs> and basically i will be put yeah. me put me in a in a care in a character shoes is on an island is coming any day now truly truly um but yeah so i'm i'm doing that today i actually had just posted something because it truly did happen 
Um, in our script, they had the breakdown of everyone who's in the cast. And it's the first time I've seen a cast list. So I was like reading and I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then it got to my track and someone else's name was in it. And I was like, what? I was like, am I... Did, have I got have I gotten bamboozled? And so I immediately, of course, Instagram stacked who this person was, and he was so hot. And I was like, oh no, I got Seymoured. <laughs> I was like, they've replaced the professor. They're like, you know, our so professor suddenly Seymoured. <laughs> I was suddenly Seymoured. Um, yeah, no, I, I I was like, they they decided that they needed this professor track to be really hot. So I, I got the boot. Yeah. It was, it was a typo. It was his initials are also JW. Uh-huh. So I think, um, they were just like, Oh, he's he, it's the hotter JW. So he obviously must have been. He's in, and is this guy in the cast? Just yeah. Like, he's in the cast. Okay. I just, he's, I was like, did they just look up a different JW? Who is this guy? And that man, Christine Ebersol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christine Eversall, babe. Yeah, yeah she's she, so hot. She's everywhere. Um, she's so hot right she's now. She's so hot. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, it's I, I love this show so much, and so Let's I'm I'm really excited to get my toes wet again. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact, my toes are norm- normally a bit moist. So. They, yeah, John is a bit of a hobbit. I am. I, I have a lot of um, moist areas. <laughs> I just imagine that's a very Hobbit-like thing. No, they, the thing about Hobbits is that they're short with hair on the top of their feet. And well, you're tall. But I know. I do you know. have hair on the top of your feet? Like fur? I mean, I, like, you wouldn't be able to make a lace front out of it. But This is for the foot fetishist. <laughs> this is for the foot fetishist, yeah. which we will be able to tie back around. Fun fact, spoiler, before we finally get to how Matt is doing. <laughs> spoiler, we will have a tie-in. Are we... Uh, are we psychics? Did we predict something on this podcast years ago that think, happened? Yeah, it's well, was was it an awful thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we are we are Cassandras because Cassandra predicted terrible things that nobody believed either, and then they came to that, fruition. I don't get that reference. Cassandra, she was Cassandra was a seer in Greek mythology. The whole tale. She's like the she's the to lack of a better word. She's like the mascot when you think of like oracles because she was granted uh the gift of sight of like uh seeing the future from some greek god let's say zeus because that's usually the one in exchange for a good fuck and cassandra got the gift and then she said "Mm, now i don't want to fuck you so zeus altered the gift so that way she could still see the future but that no one would believe her nerd I, <laughs> so I mean, how, are we surprised? So, You're talking to the bitch that stage doored Sally Murphy specifically. I like, okay, yeah, I'm okay. a giant nerd. You obviously, let, let's, how are you doing? Well, apparently I should go kill myself because John thinks that I'm just the worst. No, uh, no. No, don't no, do that. No. Um, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a little bummed this week. So, as we mm. know, I'm in the New York City Gay Men's course. I joined this I, year. I know, I just heard. You just I heard your bad news I'm yeah sorry. so I'll, I'll tell to the listeners because i didn't post about it but everyone else uh did and john is friends with a few other members of the chorus so we had a concert coming up uh when this episode airs it will be the upcoming weekend that this episode airs mm. we had a concert coming up our big gay sing and there were concerns that we may not be able to do it due mm. to uh 
the coronavirus pandemic. And sure enough, at our rehearsal on Monday night, we were told that we had to postpone it. So it's not canceled. It is postponed, yeah. but it's postponed until September. Yes. Uh, basically, New York, uh, New York University shut down all social events that were more than 25 people. So the Skirball Center, which is where we were going to do the performances, uh, was not in play. So it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was a decision we had to make, but it was also not entirely up to us. Sure. So like, it's a bummer, but we are planning to return in three weeks to start rehearsals for our next concert. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, everyone in New York is just trying to do their part to curb any, uh, any major spreading going on in New York city. Yeah. Um, Actually, when I got to John's apartment today, which is where we're recording, I immediately asked if I could go wash my hands. Yeah, which is my part in this pandemic. Yeah, he he was he was truly um he was a, a proactive, responsible citizen. Mm-hmm. It was weird that your hands were covered in shit. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, I did just come from Sondheim's house. Ah, okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. Okay, so what are our topics? What are we doing um, now that we've now that we've um, cured coronavirus? Now that we've <laughs> now, cured coronavirus. Now that we've uh, we've discussed it, so now it's cured. Uh, that's fair. Uh, one second. No, it's okay. Um, your phone's blowing up. Boy's blowing up your phone's phones. Yeah, I've just been getting a lot of texts today, and I don't know why. Ooh. I don't know anybody. Um, I know. So today's theme, everybody is consent and how mm. sexy it is. Mm. And this this theme is twofold. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about two separate situations. Uh, we won't delve into one of them that much, just because it's not su- super theater-related. It's also been talked a lot on the interwebs. But John and I, you know, we're us, so we have some takes. Yeah. And then the other one is a more theater-related topic, but it's also consent. Uh, John, do you want to set the scene for the one that we were discussing right before we were recording? That we... Almost recorded last week, and then I canceled yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, set the scene. Picture it. Italy. 1952. <laughs> Bitch, you're not a Sophia. You're a rose. I am a rose. I'm a, I'm a rose uh, with Sophia rising. Yeah. But I would say you and I are both probably... You're a rose, I'm Dorothy with you're Sophia rising. You're definitely ri- Dorothy. With Sophia yeah. rising, but we try to present as Blanche. And it's just you definitely not- try to present as Blanche. I've never, I've never claimed to be like a slutty slutter, slutter, slutterson. I'm caressing my chest in say, mock I was, I was and mock say. shock. He's, Schmock. He is, he's uh, grasping for pearls that have long since dripped away. Um, <laughs> I look forward to your debut novel. You're welcome. <laughs> pearls of wisdom pearls around of, my neck. Pearls of wisdom around my neck. And it, Anywho, and I'll was, be wearing pearl. His name wasn't even Pearl. <laughs> I'll be wearing pearls of wisdom down my back this summer. <laughs> Do I have something on my face? That's a deep cut. RuPaul's that is a drag deep cut. Race I was doing reference. a Hello Dolly reference, and then you I went right at the Drag Race. So, but guys, so in case, oh wait, shit, this actually reminds me. Before we even get to that, we, d- we sorry, haven't. We mean the thing we haven't even started. No, yet. I just realized I was like, this is so gay, and I was like, we have a new review. Oh yeah, let's do this first. Yeah, before. it's well, it's super so, super short. So, so pause me about about this picture is, it. This isn't about totally. consent anymore because no. Matt's forcing me to do it. So pause consent. Ouch! It's also very short. Okay. Cue lighting the piazza music. Five stars from Jay Pardon. Bravo. This podcast is gayer than a bottom's freshly waxed booty hole, exclamation point. Keep um, U-M, coming. Spelled correctly. Exclamation point. 
Um, thank you, Jay Pardon. You actually wrote us a review before, and then I believe he deleted it to rewrite this one. Aww. So I appreciate that. Well, thank uh, you for writing us yeah. two reviews. Yeah. And then apparently, one dead now. But... Yeah, one's dead now due to Corona. But uh, apparently we had another one on Twitter, but John can't find it. So Yeah, so I, I believe a, a listener, hi listener, had said something about... Um, if you're in a different country, your their reviews won't pop up on our iTunes, and I don't know if that's correct. But that's also the theme of our podcast. I don't know if anything's correct. No, you also and are so, a dumb dumb. I'm 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 a dumb dumb. Yeah. Do you remember like the gist of it at all? Just it was nice stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He is so thirsty. No, for this I review. just wanted to give them their due. He's so thirsty. I want to give them their due. They, I they, do remember who uh, it was from. In the essence of, they have their own podcast. I believe they have a Sondheim podcast. Actually, oh. let me let me bring it up so then at least I can help this person in their podcast yeah. because Sondheim is something that is relatable. Yeah, that person has an Instagram that I think follows both of us. If it's the person I think you're thinking of. Um, I, I, I might be putting it together. Is that the sound time? Putting it together. Oh, is it? Uh, the, the, putting it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think huh. so. So putting it together at Sondheim podcast hosted by Kyle Marshall. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for the review that you tagged me in that I cannot remember or find. And I guess I can maybe look back on no, it now that I'm that on now, your... Babe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, so, yeah. Well, so thank, thanks for these reviews, guys. And thanks for, um... For helping us, yeah, we help for helping Matt uh, <laughs> postpone I, therapy by one more week. <laughs> one more week, one more year. Just need a little bit more uh, self assurance. I'm like um, the Bachelor, yeah. which I have not been watching, but I've been reading Vulture's recaps because they're hysterical. And apparently, the whole theme of the season is just like he thinks relationship is someone who's around to be like, yeah, you're great, yeah, you're great, yeah, you're great. Oh God! And someone literally said to him, "A relationship doesn't always have to be dramatic. You know, it can sometimes be fun." And he literally sent that woman home that episode. <laughs> wow. Speaking of fucked up consent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so picture it. So picture it. Last last week we were recording in Matt's apartment. I we started talking about Drag Race as we are wont to do in our musical theater Broadway podcast. Yes, and now um, it's back. And now that it's back, and it's our fucking podcast. So yeah, um, it's our podcast and not yours. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> go go listen to the Playbill podcast if you want uh, structure and and uh, the continuity. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so we were started talking about Drag Race, and then I had heard through the grapevine parentheses, not the dance, that uh, <laughs> just keep talking. I had just heard that um, th- there was some drama around one of the queens, that, and it it included some <laughs> some light sexual harassment, um, and uh, not just sexual harassment, but also kind of. Uh, Manipulation. Uh, manipulation, yeah. I, I was like, blackmail isn't right. I was like, what, what am I trying to... Yeah, so, some predatory, some manipulation, a, a lot of um, a lot of lack of consent. Yes. And so um, I started talking about it, and then I kind of stopped midway. And as we are also allowed to do, since it is our own podcast, Matt and I reserve the right to kind of be like, hey, you know, actually, let's delete this section. Mm-hmm. I, I started feeling uncomfortable because I, it hadn't been confirmed. This was someone who was going to be on the show, so I, I didn't want to spread any kind of rumor that had been non-cooperated. I do, I, I do edit some stuff out from the episodes, guys. Like, in case you're ever like, oh, they talk so long all the time. It's yeah. like, believe it or not, I actually cut like 20 minutes every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah especially when it's my episodes, because I'm like... Cut it away. Cut it away. I, I like haircuts. 
Trim, trim, trim. Trim, trim, trim the fat. Um, tri- yeah, I, no, I'm, you're, I knew you were eventually going to say no, it. Well, I'm not thinking like, never mind. I know. It's a, it's a phrase. I know. It's a phrase. So anyways. You're beautiful on your way because God makes no mistakes. Anyways, so I, 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 I says to him, I says, Matt's. <laughs> It says, Matt's delete that. I don't want to talk about that. Let's let's move on to other drag race related topics. And we still had about forty minutes of material, so it yeah. ended up not being a big deal. No. So, um, skip to that was Tuesday, right? We recorded uh, the Tuesday after the first episode aired. Yeah. So, so skip to Thursday. Yeah. So two days later, the internet hath exploded, and it all started with a Facebook post from a an actor. Brian Skimkiss? Skimkiss? Something like that. Like Shimkiss or something like that. Shimkiss? Is Brian right? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. No, Ben. Benjamin. I think it's Ben. We apologize for messing up I'm so sorry for messing up your name, sir. Um, Sir, he's probably younger than me. Gay. Everyone's (laughs) younger than you. Uh, I'm reverse Benjamin buttoning, a.k.a. Just growing old at a normal rate. This is a serious subject. Talk about it seriously. Sorry. Okay. This actually this does make it sound like we're thinking light of it. We're not. It's we're just, not. We're, we're just us. We're so not we at all. And so I'm, and I already told Matt my blood sugar's low. So yeah. I, I'm 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 dipping. But so basically, I'm just an asshole. So that's fine. Basically, he wrote this post, naming names, explaining the situation of what had happened to him. He had been tricked by Sherry Pie, who was a Drag Race season 12 contestant. Um, they had done some summer stock work together, and I believe went to the same university um, through a friend of uh, another mutual friend of uh, Sherry or, or a boy named is Joey. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and it's someone who has a hard to l- pronounce last name. Oh, the Australian one that was like L L Y A M that that person. No, I just don't know how to say um, Sherry Pie's boy last oh, name because right, it's right, Joey's G it's, something. Yeah, but sorry, sorry, as, some, as someone with an equally hard last name, I'm not even going to bu- try to butcher it. Um, but it, basically, this mutual friend had been like, oh, I'd gotten this contact for this casting director from Playwrights Horizons. Um, you know, like, do you want us to send the stuff along, I believe? Yeah. I, it, I, I think I'm still getting this right. There's now been so many cases that have come forward that I'm like, I might be mincing and yeah, mixing I the mean, stories the together the origin to the situation varies slightly with each guy, but, yes. like, the setup becomes the same. Yeah. And so, basically, this Facebook post then went on to go and explain that after a couple months of courtship and emails with this casting director who had multiple times pushed the envelope... Um, of, you know, what would seem maybe acceptable in an audition or, like, in a correspondence with a professional. I also believe this kid was still in school, so this was maybe one of his first contacts with a, um, you know, who we thought was a professional. So, once again, someone that he was putting so much trust in, Mm -hmm. um, uh, only to be completely... Yes, and that well, that's actually Double the theme crossed. of that's the theme of the majority of the victims is how young of, they were. Yes, and uh, they are, he, sorry. So continue the story, and then we'll go on to why yeah. we're talking. And, about and, it. and so I mean, I'm 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 trying to also not go too much into it right now because there is so much to delve into. So ba- sure. basically, he, he then went on to go and say that he found out that. There is no Allison Mossy Mosi, however you say her name, at Playwrights Horizons. Mm-hmm. It was actually. Um, it was Joey. Joey. It was Cherry the drag queen Cherry Pie, and um, yeah. And so then after this, per- and he had said that you know I've I've 
she's a very talented queen. Um, I'm sure she does very well in the competition. I've now corroborated this story with like six other people who have very similar stories, which is why I wanted to come forward. Because he's like, it's my right with my story to do so. Mm-hmm. And so kind of from then, it just it, it lit a spark and more people kept coming forward, more mm-hmm. professional articles. We had journalists covering the story. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, by the time Friday rolled around. But I know BuzzFeed had done an article by Friday. Yeah. Um, and then that and then VH1, which airs Drag Race, released a statement. And then actual Sherry Pie released a statement yes, confirming yes, the story. Uh, apologizing, and then yes. VH1 released a statement saying that they were disqualifying Sherry Pie from the competition, uh, which, you know, the majority of the season is pre-taped. They can only do so much. Yeah. So they basically said she won't be a part of the finale and the reunion. Yes. Uh, and I'm assuming... And she's disqualified. Yes. She's officially disqualified. Yes, officially disqualified. Um, there's only so much they can do with what's already there. My assumption is that they're going to try to go back to older episodes and try to edit around her a bit. That's what I was hoping too. I think there. I mean, dra- the thing I with Drag Race is that. I mean, it's it takes them like six months to edit that thing together. It is so carefully mm-hmm. stitched together. Um, I have to assume that, th- and I give them props. However, they decide to go forward. Um, they will be do- acting in the interest of of the victims and the people who have spoken out against mm-hmm. Sherry uh, to try to diminish her presence because again it's taped already yeah she does as well as she does they can't cut her out completely and they can't re- cancel the season really right so yeah and, they, I, and i mean i i don't i from a legal standpoint i'm guessing for sure but like personally in my opinion i don't think they can be held personally responsible no. f- for this they, queen's actions that they had no idea yeah. of there there had been at the at the you know because Drag Race has filmed, especially this season, was filmed well, like, months I, ago. Yeah, like it was, nine it months was, ago. Yeah, I was going to say almost a year ago, if yeah, not. Yeah. Not longer yet. And th- on top of that, the other queens that are on that show and the designers who design mm-hmm. stuff for those queens, like people who who most likely went into major debt yeah. to go on this show knowing what the kind of investment it was. Yeah. And then the exposure they're going to get from it, it's not fair to then just completely scrap the season, have them reshoot it anew. Like, that's... Right. Not everyone who's involved can afford to do that. Yeah. I know it seems glamorous to say, like, well, refilm it without her. It's like, right. rea- reality check, we can't do that. Right. So they acted as best as they could. And I applaud them for that. Yeah. Um, why we're talking about it today is, first of all, so th- there was a BuzzFeed article that came out that Friday. And then I think QueerTea.com, either on Sunday or Monday, released a further Yes. An article further delving into it with more victims and yeah, more and, information. And we had been talking about this before we started recording because I was like, I don't know if you've seen this most recent article, but it, you know, it, it was just shocking at the amount because yeah. I started reading thinking, oh, this will probably be a five, 10 minute read. I, I feel like I've read a lot. I, I was like, you know, mm-hmm. the, it was, it was bedtime. I was already in bed. So I was like, oh, I'll be in, I'll be in bed. I'll be asleep in 10 minutes. Um, 25 minutes later, it's still I'm going. still I'm still scrolling, still going. I'm yeah. like, oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, you 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 explained it pretty thoroughly. So thank you. So I don't have to like recap anything myself. But basically, what made it really disgusting is that the audition. So because this casting director, quote unquote, was based in New York, mm-hmm. uh, at least that's the, what these actors were to believe, and none of them were based in New York. Mm-hmm. She would say, oh, film your audition with Joey. He will send it to me. I'll give you notes from the director, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was really smart about the Queer Tea article 
which was to sort of shut down all victim blaming because a lot of people I know who had read the initial BuzzFeed article were like, how stupid can you be to strip down to your underwear on camera for someone yeah. you've never met? And I'm like, do not victim blame. Yep. These yep. are these are boys between the ages of 18 and like 23. Children. Children <laughs> who really didn't know, who, who either knew very little or knew nothing. Yeah. And, all, and they thought this was going to be their big break. Mm-hmm. And something that the Queer Tea article also discusses is how the nature of auditioning in general is so strange. And sometimes yep. you go in for stuff that... They tell you up front, like, this is a lot of sexual content and you're going to mm-hmm. be comfortable being naked. Like, think about all the stuff on HBO and Showtime yeah. where actors really get into these really uh, physically vulnerable spaces of being naked, having sex on screen yeah. and sex I've on stage. I've been naked on stage before. Ew. I know. Brave. Who let, so brave of the director to let that happen. I know. But, I mean, but like, so, but so it, it, it is common. Yeah. And the other thing the Queerty article really did a great job with was... Uh, uh, I mean, it's the same exact thing, dispelling yeah. more people who are victim blaming because uh, they also went on to say that they, they, I forget the name of the actor that they interviewed, but he's also a casting director and his mom's a really famous casting director. Yeah. And he was saying that a lot of times you get scripts for big projects um, with fake scenes written. Yeah. And, and I've heard of that, you know, happening before as well. But he gave a really great example of this one time he went in for this awful TV or movie project where he had to fight, he ended up fighting about tennis. It was a scene about fighting about some... It was tickets for like a, for a sports game or something Yeah, it, like it was some, something sports related. So, you know, I, I read the word sport and I was like... Her? Pourquoi? Um And so... Uh, and then months later, he ended up finding out that he had been auditioning for Han Solo yeah. and Solo, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and so it was... Yeah, There's stories ar- like that all the yes, time. Yes, this, this article did a really great job of giving more insight so that people could stop being like, how dumb could you be? Yeah. What, what, what are these people thinking? Yeah. B- and, bitch, bitch, we're actors. We're, 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 and when people... So something that we, I... We put our trust in people. Yeah, and the, so many things... Uh, that I so, so many like stories in movies and TV shows around how when people kind of come for a character's choices and they're like how stupid could they be to make this choice and like the whole point behind the choice is when you're desperate you will do things that mm-hmm. are not necessarily smart in hindsight yep and not that these actors were in a desperate situation but they thought this was their chance and oh yeah and they had no representation they had no they were not equity they had no major experience and they're like I can't blow this shot this is my yeah this is my opportunity and what makes it so the filming is already disgusting it's straight yeah. coco and fame um for those of you that know the movie fame I've never seen, I've never seen it's that. a very it's a similar thing she yeah. goes to an audition i, and then I think out, you've yeah. actually explained it to me yes before. <laughs> most likely i have but what makes it awful is that these these boys because they were boys did very sexually explicit yes. i said very sexually explicit stuff or did sexually explicit things on camera uh, kept on being goaded by Joey's, aka Sherry Pie, yes. and then were a catfish. And it's not enough. I so I am not one necessarily for cancel culture. Yeah, uh, I think that's mob mentality. I believe everyone, well, most people have the ability to grow. Mm-hmm. I think and and change, and I think we should be able to allow people the space to do that. That is not me trying to diminish what happened here. What makes this really repulsive to me is this was not an accident. It's not like this person accidentally did something to make someone uncomfortable. Because that's happened before where uh, the whole Aziz Ansari story where he had no idea that this woman felt this way, which is just obliviousness on his part. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and he was not given the opportunity to try to learn from that but um and that's i'm not trying to victim blame there either she has every right to feel the way she felt and to make him known about that but this was a situation where this person intentionally went about like skillfully craftily planned this out multiple times for multiple people over many years Mm -hmm. this was not an accident this was a hannibal lecter-esque well, there Scheme were of deception. scripts written. Scripts written and technology used and fake accounts made. And it's like so much planning went mm-hmm. into this. This was not like, oh, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. It's like, you know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You had many opportunities. And that's the thing that this guy, I think his name is Ben, said in his post. He was like, I don't wish Sherry Pie ill. I don't even want her to like lose everything. But, you know, she had opportunities to to apologize to me mm. for many years and she hasn't yeah. and the only reason she apologized now is because she had something to lose mm-hmm. and she needed to lose it in order to reflect and and hopefully change for the better from that and go forward and try to do good with with this with this situation now yeah so we can only hope yeah um but this ties into well it ties into what we were doing when we first started this podcast mm-hmm. um we had our little foot fetishist tricking young people into Un- auditioning yeah. for projects that were not actually, you know, if you're a long time listener, you'll remember there was a man who used to post on Playbill mm-hmm. all the time about um, quote unquote plays or movies or like, you know, uh, sometimes they were paid auditions, which once again, you're just like, oh, mm. how creep, how desperate, desperate are you? Yeah. But, um, it all ended up being kind of a foot fetish thing. And a lot of times the, the plays never went anywhere. No one ever actually saw the footage of what he did with the filming. So we, we always speculated, oh, you know, was he using that himself? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's morbid. I, I kind of made light of it earlier in the episode, but I, I, I well, you know. You it, made light of the posts themselves in terms of how they were worded. You weren't making light of the situation. Right. Well, not, not the even the posts, how they were worded, but I, one of, I mean, we literally have an episode title don't trick don't Landon. trick landon because the whole we, we talked a lot that episode about you know don't don't be it seems like such a novel idea don't be a predator yeah you know because we're not we are not fetish shaming anyone it's i'm not yeah. saying that your fetish is you know if you are into feet or if you're into like media stuff for everybody right. watches right. porn but it's consent is sexy. Yes. And so and, and in that conversation, in that episode, we talked, you know, we said, don't trick the young bow cook. It don't yeah. don't trick the, the person who is vulnerable. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately. that's exact. That's exactly what Sherry did in all of these situations. To, and, and to someone we found out from that queer article named, named Landon, Landon, which is who yeah. I think it was even from Boko. I think he was. I think so he that's was. why I'm saying we might have. I, I don't witches. know. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, we, we 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 need to be careful what we say on ex- here because things will come true. Yeah, John Oscavich, Light in the Piazza revival. I'm the Shetland pony. Guys, Matt Coplick opens the Palace Theater again with Funny Girl. It's fine. Ah, uh, Finding Man. Neverland goes into extinction. Yeah, those, these are our secret wishes. But yeah. yes, so we we also the reason the reason why it does also feel very apt to talk about this on this podcast is because we've been kind of following stories like this for a long time and. Mm-hmm being champions of the underdog of these people saying not we're not champions we are championing championing them sure yeah we are we are encouraging them to come forward with their stories and to be strong and to hopefully learn from their mistakes well yeah or also just to like 
yeah, to, to, to give them theirs and to thank them for their bravery yeah. for, for doing so. I also was, we, when we started this podcast, it was around the time, if not right before the Me Too movement started happening. It was, no, it was actually, it was right before the Me Too movement started happening. Don't you dare take credit for no, me. Oh my, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that this pod, this podcast has been around for the length of that. So and we, like we, when we talk about it, we are, we've been know, chronicling like, the know. progress I'm, of it. I'm just joshing you. Don't josh about shilling that. I'm sensitive. I have to josh you. You're a white cisgendered male. Your name is probably Josh. A little bit. But I am also Jewish and gay. So that's two things I have against me. So Joshua. My pe- <laughs> <laughs> You proud of yourself, kid? You proud professor? I am. The less hot professor. How brave of good speed to, go, brave. The, to go the less... <laughs> hot route um yeah no i just thank you good for you i just mean like we've had we have a lot of episodes we have a lot of episodes where we do sort of discuss these kind of situations um and i'm not saying like "Mm, we talked about like victimhood in the arts before it was sexy but it was also very much like this this specific instance wasn't oh i'm a drag queen who knows these random people that i met in clubs it was always musical theater people that he worked with yeah. or knew from school and mm-hmm. so it feel it feels it feels personal yeah it was there was something and a lot of them were straight and yeah. there was like the idea of turning them of trying to seduce them they talk about very much about the idea of the power which is something that's discussed a lot with Harvey Weinstein when he would mm. who by the way snaps 23 years yes i know um, well minimum of 5 i they said and but maximum of 23 mm-hmm. uh but he's also about to go to trial in california so that could add to the sentencing who mm-hmm. knows but either way uh they talk a lot of the victims talked about when he was harassing them when he was assaulting them speaking out loud about the women that he had slept with whose careers he had made and it was this idea of you know um there's a joke on it's always sunny in philadelphia the character of dennis always likes to say i'm a golden god that's like his fetish Mm. but it's it's a dark joke making that is bringing to light men who do get off on stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm sure women too. I don't want to gender discriminate, but it's people who do that, let's say. Women can have a little um, sexual predators too. There a was a whole episode of Law & Order Special Victims Unit where a male stripper came forward saying he was raped by three women at a bachelorette party. And like the whole episode was about, is that even possible? I've seen that yeah. episode. It's, it's, a, it's a dark one. But that's so. Let's we'll close this up now, just to say, and to or at least close up this chapter of the overall theme of today. Yes, because um, I was going to say you had more. You we had, had more things. Consent. Well, this one is a little less dark, but it's still in the the theme of consent. We will close out this chapter just by saying, John, don't trick Landon. Don't fucking. I can't believe we have to say this again. again. Two almost almost three years later. Three years later, don't fucking trick Landon, you yeah. guys. Yeah. It's and and write us a new review. Like it's oh my button. god, no, jeez, Louise, no tact at all. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. As we all know, I like to troll the Broadway World message boards. What? No, what? I'm aghast and agaped. I'm gooped. I'm gooped. I'm gooped. Poop and scooped. I'm, like to, I'm begooped, beguiled, and bewildered. Am I? I'm so happy you're going out of the state. So, oh, me too. 
I mean, part of it is that I do like to read reports on shows, like how a company's doing in previews, how such and such. I'm gonna every time you call them reports, I'm gonna call you out on them. Well, no, it's yeah, the message boards. Rep- report is a very loose term. That's how I view it. Okay, so shut up. Um, <laughs> a loose term for a loose boy. So that's like saying I WebMD'd something and being like my doctor diagnosed me with <laughs> what? No, okay, fine, whatever. You can go fuck yourself. Anyway. There was a whole thread. You read a stranger's words on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm using the verb not like it's the New York Times, but it's just, you know, someone reported it. Sure. It doesn't make it untrue when they say that Katrina Lang did such and such on stage. Does that make it less factual because it's Broadway World and not, you know, Entertainment Weekly? You've got me there, Matt. It's true. So there was a thread about Barrett Wilbert Weed who is a longtime lurker of the pod, just in terms of, like, topics. I feel like she gets popped up a lot. Um, Barrett Wilbert Weed, Miss Weed, has been very vocal about her anxiety, and that's part of the reason why she doesn't do the stage door at Mean Girls. On top of that, she was the star of Heathers for a while, and that has a very rabid fan base. Yes. And there are fans who are, for lack of a better term, loose with um, boundaries, yeah. They're loose with boundaries. And reports of people trying most, to Most her. rabid people are. Yes, trying to follow her home, all this other good stuff. And so she doesn't stage short Mean Girls because of this. Sure. She then went on to... She just, she just completed her run in Mean Girls. And I guess like the week leading up to it, she had an encounter outside the theater. And I will read the whole thing out loud. I will go as quickly as I can, guys. I know we're... Uh, you know, we don't care about my voice all that much. How long is that? You didn't tell me. Um, it's, it's, it was from her story. So it's okay. not long, but okay. you know, she had to, she wanted to make sure it was legible. So I was going to say, I'll go to the bathroom. No, it's big, a... it's big letters. So it's a lot of pages. Got it. All right. I had a really shitty night last night. I was fan ambushed by a man outside our theater. He had been waiting for me for two nights in the same spot. I should have blown right past him again, but I didn't. While he was holding me hostage with a pile of things to sign and a bizarre line of conversation attempting to get me to hire him for a job, someone ran up to me, screamed, I love you, and threw herself onto me, onto my body. My ears started ringing so loudly that I couldn't hear. My heart started beating really fast, and I instantly felt blinding rage. I turned around just in time to make eye contact with her father and I will never forget the look on his face. He was beaming at me in spite of the horror and anger on my face. The fact that someone can look at you with glee and pride while you look back at them with horror and terror is one of the most enraging experiences I've ever had. I felt fully dehumanized. In that moment, I did not exist. My feelings didn't matter. All of the boundaries I have gone to great lengths to establish disappeared like I was trying to hold on to water. All of the leaps and strides uh, forward I've taken with my mental health just turned to dust and blew away down the street. I became less than human. Not to mention the absolute terror I felt when someone I don't know grabbed me and hugged me. I don't think I should need to explain how wrong that is, but apparently I do because this is not the first time this has happened to me. In our culture, women don't get to have boundaries. We don't get to keep anything for ourselves, including, uh, including ourselves. Our bodies are for public consumption. It's an act of defiance to say, no, you can't force me to give you something I don't want to give you. And then, of course, I get called a crazy bitch for not wanting to give you the absurd things you ask for. Newsflash, I don't give a flying fuck if you think I'm a bitch. That word was made up to gaslight women into subservience. 
I don't care if you think my boundaries are rude. They're my fucking boundaries and I will make you respect them. I have said for years on end at this point that I do not do the stage door and I've been kind about it. And if you stopped me on the street, I've been polite, but I'm so angry right now that I feel the need to say if anything like that happens this weekend, I will cuss you out. You are not entitled to me. You do not get to touch me. You do not get to prey on my politeness. I demand your respect. I demand a decent life for myself. Last night, I made it to Ninth Avenue before I burst into tears. Not because I was scared, but because I was so fucking angry. I shouldn't have to worry about being touched on the street. I shouldn't have to repeat myself over and over and over again on the subject of my boundaries. And I refuse to be turned into a villain for not wanting to talk to hundreds of strangers I don't know after I've just finished an exhausting performance. Here's something I've never said before. I don't get the stage door. I never have. I never did it as a kid. I just wanted to go to dinner with my mom and go see a show and go home. That time with my mother was such a gift. I don't need to meet anyone. I don't need to ask for autographs. And the few times my friends dragged me to the stage door of a show, I could tell how exhausted the actors were, and I could tell they were scared of my friends. I was the kid saying, I think it's time to go home and look where I, and look where I am now. If you want to be an actor, be an actor. Don't be a person who treats actors like things and don't be a person who steals our dignity. You can be a fan of someone's work without wanting to take something from them. Actually, you should be a fan of someone's work and want nothing from them. I'm a fan of plenty of actors, but I don't want anything from them. I feel that they've already given me so much from their work. Uh, anyway, I'm tired of saying this, but I will keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. I don't stage door. Don't ambush me. Don't touch me. Just leave me alone and treat me with respect. It was a little longer than I remembered, but still. Wow. Yeah, she had a lot to say. She did. Um, my opinions are twofold because there's a moment where that post turns and I start to disagree with her. A little bit. Yeah. Only because of things, but I will get to that. First off, yes, consent, 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 consent. Yeah, I mean, so much, so much of what she said is right yeah. on. Respect people's boundaries, especially actors. There, yeah. and social media is a weird situation because a lot of people now start to feel close to actors mm-hmm. when they post on social media. Like, oh, I get this inside joke with them now because they'll post all the time about their dog or their breakfast or their workout, blah blah blah, or their yeah. blah blah blah. Um, and so you start to think, oh my God, I know so much about them. I'm, I'm just like them. I'm friends with them. You know, people with obsessive behavior tend to do that, especially when they latch on to, you know, performers. And there's a lot of blurring of the lines of performer and character. They start to equate the performer with the character. They are, you know, people think Barrett is Janice. They think mm. she is uh, Veronica from Heathers. She's not. She right. brings parts of herself to those characters, but she's not them. And I don't, it is not women specific in terms of the lack of boundaries at the stage door. It has happened to men as well. Ethan Slater from SpongeBob SquarePants was infamously followed home by a fan. Like she like followed him in a car. Oh. Um, yep. And then uh, one of the doctor replacements and waitress, apparently a, a female fan barged through the barricades and like kissed him on the mouth and ran away. A woman apparently kicked Jordan Fisher's car because he wouldn't stage door. So it's not women specific, but I do understand where she comes from in the sense that there's more, it's more likely that if a male actor tells people at a stage door, I don't stage door or like I'm not stage dooring today. They are more likely to just be taken at their word and not think, Oh, what an asshole. If a woman does it, they are much more likely to be told that they're a bitch or they're an asshole. Yeah, that resonated with me a lot. Yeah. She's, she is right in that respect. It's, it's the, again, she's, she was upset. She was angry and it's Instagram story. So it's not Mm -hmm. like she can go on 20,000 pages. It was, it was a blanket statement that, you know, obviously there are details so that she didn't acknowledge, but yes, on the grand scheme of things, women are less likely to be believed. They are less likely to be taken seriously when they state their boundaries. 
like Landon from Boko, when someone tells you what their boundaries are, hear it and respect it. I don't care if you follow them on Instagram, if you are a giant fan of their stuff, if they say, I don't do the stage door because I have anxiety or I just don't like talking to people or whatever, I've had bad experiences in the past, hear them, respect them. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you agree with me on that, John. I do. I completely do. Yeah, no. Um, I guess it's all kind of shocking for me to hear because I haven't staged doored in... I think the last time I staged doored was the revival before the last of Signing in the Park with George with Daniel Evans and Jenna Russell where I gave Daniel Evans a... um, I guess I was a creepy fan. I gave him like a love note. I like gave him yeah. like a. I mean, it was also like, I'm. You're such an inspiration. Like, sure. a, like I, I'm a theater student. Like you. Like it was all. It was mostly that. I wasn't like here's a picture mm-hmm. of my penis. No. Um. But I, I guess I just I'm kind of shocked at hearing that like people are going to that those lengths, mm-hmm. but not surprised because of. Yeah, because of people on. People follow you on Instagram and they think they're your friends. And, you know, I I think, I think Broadway, one of the reasons why Broadway fans are the best fans is because they feel so deeply and they love so strongly. Mm -hmm. But hearing some of that is, and just like that, that's a lot of people's experience who are in this business. It's really scary to me. Well, there's also an entitlement to it that I think is the difference. Like Mm -hmm. I staged Jordan when I was a teenager as well. I was always very respectful. I never like, I never assumed I was oh my friends God, with them. Yeah, I no. didn't stage door because I thought I was going to become friends with anybody or because I was entitled to it. I staged door in on in the hopes that I would maybe be able to have a small experience with that person. Exactly. Um, I knew that they were giving me something and I did not feel entitled to it. I was just hoping that they would be willing. Yeah. Um, and if they weren't, I let it happen. Um, or not let I let them move on their way. I truly only staged door recently for Sally Murphy because it was a similar situation where it was a very personal uh, moment again I had a friend with me and it was very respectful I tried very hard not to seem creepy I asked very politely if she would sign I did not expect to have a conversation with her she brought that up she was like "Let do you want to talk I said I would love to you're like do you know me do you she, well she didn't that's why she asked um, this is actually where we're, I'm going to take the turn now with uh, Miss Weed's comments about the stage door where I understand her experiences have been awful and it's why she doesn't do it anymore and her I do not, I do not want to take that away from her or discredit that um, her negative feelings about the stage door which she claims come from early ages I think is um, not accurate I don't want to say inappropriate that's not true because again there are always people who mess it up for everybody mm-hmm. just like you know people who are rude in the theater or people who are rude on a plane yeah there's a sense of entitlement that people have. Experienced that I don't all those tenfold. It's yeah. called being a part of human and society. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> people will feel entitled, and now more than ever, they feel entitled, which is crazy to me. But I think that the stage door can be a nice experience for people. I have had I those agree. nice experiences. Yeah. You know, she, I know a lot of actors who like stage door. Yeah. There are actors who do like to stage door. There are some actors who have it in their contract to do it. Yeah. Because um, it's good publicity you know Mm -hmm. you get tagged on instagram by the fan and the show gets traction and whatnot um christy altamar is a very famous example of someone who would spend hours at the stage door uh just like those fans don't truly know barrett and her life she doesn't know their life as well Mm -hmm. and villainizing them so greatly i think is very hurtful yeah Um, that 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 was where it got a little weird for me too i I mean 
she's obviously she was triggered as fuck Mm -hmm. and so i think there's i mean you could hear the anger seething through the whole post so it was obviously a very emotional emotional post it it just i I mean i i think it's also just because i've never experienced what she's experienced with crazy fans so i i can't exactly say but for me it's just like in my mind as like a human-based person i can never get that mad at a stranger especially and, and like vilify them that much for what something for, like that to me yeah, yeah for, for, for a hug and, and a, I mean I, I would have assumed that this person was young enough and probably just didn't know that they yeah. that but, she felt so strongly about it I mean but it's, maybe she did know it's so sound, if this person had their father there with them it does sound to me that this person was very young and never too young to learn boundaries and consent yes. but and and I'm I am Again, I'm not trying to uh, say that Barrett's in the wrong in terms of that situation. That was a bad situation. Um, And again, as you said, she was angry. She was in shock. And she says, I've had to say this over and over again and people won't listen. But there are also many people who do. She has many fans who do listen to her. And uh, Michelle Visage actually talked about this with Drag Race race Queens. Mm -hmm. Where there are people who they don't have that much money to go see you all the time like they they save up and they it means so much to see you and your work and who you are and your story could be so inspiring to them because you don't know what their story is you don't know what their home life is you Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on in their lives and meeting you could be like the highlight of your year and i think it's never great to have so much invested in one person who you have no control over. Yes. That only is going to lead you to you know disappointment and heartbreak. But should we turn them away at the same time with disdain and and ri- not ridicule, but I guess bile? It felt sort of like bile. Yeah. And to say, I could always see how uncomfortable the actors were. It's like, well, then you make these special moments that people had, they look back on it with doubt and go, did I make so-and-so uncomfortable? Am I the villain? Yeah, yeah. A lot of these are like 16, 17-year-old kids who are most likely bullied at school mm-hmm. or don't feel seen at school. And this is what, they, as you said, Broadway fans are very passionate. They care yeah, so much. They care so passion. deeply. They're, no one's passionate about passion. It's old gays that I are passionate passion. about passion. Of course you do. You're an old gay. Um yeah, so do you do you have like stage door experiences like with people like as an actor or like with fans or anything like that people who have approached you in any way? I mean, I've had people over the years who have been like, "Oh, I've seen you in like this and this and and they and they wanted my autograph." And like that like randomly happens, mm-hmm. but like I mean, my my thing I always think of because I I guess what I can relate the most to is like when I was at Utah Shakes, um, you do a lot of talkbacks for mm-hmm. them. And they're amazing because Utah Shakes is all about informing and um, education. And so, like, you can watch... You, you can basically go see a show at Utah Shakes, but stay there for three days and have something to do from, like, 8 a.m. to the show, like, till it ends at, like, 10.30. Because you can watch how they do like a set changeover. You can, you know, do like a tour of the old outdoor theater. You could do a tour of the new uh, outdoor theater. It, it's it's all about education. So there's so many talkbacks. And um, one time I was doing one with another actor. We, we were doing Murder for Two. One of the shows I was doing at Utah Texas is Murder for Two. And we had a talkback specifically about that show. Um, and it wasn't after a performance. It was like at a random time. 
but we didn't have a moderator and this one fan I no, he wasn't a fan that's a complete total lie this one he's a fan of the Utah Shakespeare Festival sure. but this one patron I guess was the word I was more looking for this patron who was younger and he was a student at the school that is associated with Utah Shakes raised his hand and was like, I have a question for John. The other show that I was in was the coconuts, which was this Mark's brother show. And he's like, your character in the coconuts, did you, um, did you purposely make them the most unlikable person in the world? And I was like, huh? He's like, I find your character so annoying. Was that a choice? (laughs) And I was, and I was like, um, no, so oh, that's just me. Yeah, I was like, no, I bring a lot of myself to the character. So I, I truly was like, I guess you just find me annoying. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and so, and so it, it was weird. It, it was a really weird moment, and I felt really bad about it. And we didn't have a moderator, which was uh, not always the case there. So like, we didn't have anyone to like turn the conversation. So luckily, my co my co star just kind of like did it himself. He was like, who, who else? And then eventually, yeah. like, no one else had a question. Um, and he raised his hand and I was trying not to call on him. And eventually he just like stood up and he was like, Hey, so I said something mean to you. Say something mean to me. Hands, hand to God. This is what he said. And I'm in front of a room full. We probably had, like 40 to 50 other people at this talk back. Uh-huh. And he's now like telling me to say something mean about him. And so, and so it was all very weird because I was like, I, I just said, I was like, I don't know you. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say something mean about you, but yeah. I, I wouldn't anyway. So it, it was a very weird interaction because he had already told me that he hated me, but then like he was like, "Say something well, mean to me," and then and then afterwards he came, he waited for me after, and people like were having me sign stuff, and I he was the last person there, and I was like about to leave, and he just came up and he was just like, um, he he was like, "Can I show you a card trick?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, he was like, you know, you perform for me, I want to perform for you, and and he was like, "Can I show you a card trick?" And luckily. Once again, my co-star was still there, and he was just like, John actually has a massage, which I did, but it was like yeah. later in the day. He's like, he has to go. Um, I have to go. Thank you so much for coming. You know, we're glad that you liked Murder for Two. <laughs> yeah. Because um, eventually, like, he did say, like, something nice, but I was just so jarred. But, like, looking back and, like, getting all the information from this person that originally had really offended me, I was like, oh, he he obviously does not have... Uh, he, he was not... He had, he had some kind of either like he was on the spectrum yeah. or something like there was something that's what that, it like there was something me. that was not correct about him mm-hmm. sorry that, no there was something about about, about his about my inter- inter- interactions yeah. with him that that was like oh dear god I sound like such an asshole there, in, in his interaction there was something that like tipped off my brain of being like that something doesn't feel like like he understands something about his wiring made it so he was unaware of the perceptions of how he was acting yeah and 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 how he had kind of like attacked me like multiple times and 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 so i you know this and that's my experience so that is my experience with it where i i have had shitty experiences with people post shows um and in, in places like that where i was very vulnerable but i and and if I hadn't, if he hadn't stayed and like kind of like I had more interaction with him and saw like oh okay you know, you know like my my brain probably that night would have vilified him even more so sure like I I think I would have been very very hurt I would have been very angry I, I would have had a lot of feelings because because I was hurt I was hurt I was angry I was, yeah. I was embarrassed I was like this is really weird. Um, but it, it was a learning experience for me to go, ah, this person that I assumed something of right off the bat and, and vilified them, it, it, 
that's not a total truth. There are more factors than I was aware of that I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, there were factors that he probably didn't, you know, think that that was going to offend me the, mm-hmm. the way that it did. So that's my experience. Yeah. And I guess semi-applicable to this. Yeah, well, and so as I am currently rereading Harry Potter, uh, I think it's serious. Sirius Black says about um, one of the characters, Barty Crouch, he was like, if you want to know the true... Um, like nature of a person don't watch how they treat their equals watch how they treat like they're they're less than equals Mm -hmm. and that's however you choose to view what a less than equal means Mm -hmm. we are all human beings in a sense so in a sense we are all equal we all have the same rights to air and water Mm -hmm. um and pretty much everything else is and netflix and netflix yes um but when I say less than, so the other thing that I really disliked that she wrote, which was like, I never staged door and look where I am now. And it's, it's this idea of, okay, so that is, that is a condescending thing to say, in my opinion, because there are also actors who are very successful now who did stage door. There's a very famous photo of Jonathan Groff at the stage door of Thoroughly Modern Millie with Sutton Foster. Yeah. Like he loved that show. He saw it millions of times. Is Jonathan Groff a lesser artist because he staged door back in the day? Am I... No, he's a lesser a- artist because he's gay. That's yes. Well, no, he's a lesser artist because he's from Pennsylvania. <gasps> I'm both those things. I uh, know. Um, no, like, am I a lesser person because I used to stage door? Because I no. uh, two years ago staged for Sally Murphy. No, it's everybody is different and everybody has different wiring and everyone's situations create um, different actions and attitudes. Well, it, but you yeah. have to. And, and, and I cannot emphasize enough, she does say all the numerous times she's had awful experiences and she's had to repeat herself over and over again. And you get fed up at a certain point. And I'm sure as a woman, that's extra frustrating when you also see sometimes these awful men who've done these awful things to women get away mm-hmm. with it half the time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's there's a chemical reaction that I 100% understand. But at the same time, to quote Rooney Mara in The Social Network, the internet is not written in pencil, it's written in ink. So you can't write something and then try to delete it, especially when you are a semi-public figure. Broadway right. actors are in that way. Um, you know, like this this was an Instagram story. She probably thought it was going to be gone in 24 hours. This is a, I read a screenshot that somebody posted on a message oh, board. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Th- these things don't go away. So you really have to think for a minute before you start posting things. Really, if the wording you want is exactly the way you want it, and it could be that this is exactly the way she wanted it, which is fine because then I can wholeheartedly disagree with the second half of her statement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've had, I, I do not really have fans. I have people who have enjoyed my work in the past and they will call themselves fans. I don't, I wouldn't use that word because I don't think my body of work warrants having fans. Yes, you do. Your mm. fan deserves a body. <laughs> my, mo- my body deserves a fan. Uh, <laughs> no, just like people who have been very complimentary, people who I did not know. And they've been very sweet, and they have always showed their boundaries, which I really res- uh, appreciate. And if I have been uncomfortable, I've been no one to say it. But no, they are—they aren't bad people. Yeah, their lives are very different from mine, and I have to remember that sometimes. If they say or do something that I—it's not necessarily what I would say or do. Yeah, and I go, okay, well, remember, like this person is sixteen mm-hmm. and from you know, Illinois. And this is their weekend in New York with their parents, and they are very excited to meet me for some godforsaken reason. And let them have that moment. There's actually... Sorry, I'm going to digress for one more second, and then we'll close it up. I did go through a YouTube rabbit hole a long time ago where uh, Jody Benson, who, as you all should know by now, is the voice of Ariel. Ariel. And the little Ariel. 
she was at like a Disney convention doing mm-hmm. a, a talk and a girl probably like nine or ten who I think was actually on the spectrum mm. w- stood up to ask her a question and she got very overwhelmed because she was meeting Ariel mm. in her mind and was like starting to have a panic attack mm. and Jodie Benson bless her she said it's, she looked at her she goes it's okay sweetie just look at me it's just you and me just Aww. look at me like other people would be like what What? Are, and if this girl were you know 20 if she were heart. if she were older and had this exact same experience or did the exact same thing there might be people who go, oh, this 30-year-old person who's having a panic attack in front of me. I don't want to do this. But you also, you, that 30-year-old mm-hmm. person could be on the spectrum and have that same wiring. And it yep. could be so overwhelming for them. So she said, just breathe. It's just you and me. Just look at me. Just look at me. And then the girl was able to say her question. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've never heard that. It's a, it's a wonderful video. I don't know which one it is. She has a million videos of interviews. But it was a wonderful thing to see. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's something to remember when we are so quick to judge and cancel and cast off yeah um, well it, it's it's another prime example of it's a two-way street consent should have been asked for mm-hmm. but you know it, it takes when when you react and put someone down so badly yeah you, you know being mean is being mean. yes it, it, it was it was it was a lack of consent which was the which was the first flare-up yes. but then the giant shutdown yeah. Uh, was the second flare-up. Yeah. But she, I mean, she does have an amazing, she does have an amazing point of like, women are, aren't allowed most things and get called a bitch for yeah. putting their feet down, which she's completely right. So it's, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's like an onion or an ogre or a parfait. They are delicious. Yes, they are. <laughs> no, it's What like, a delicious it's, subject. It's layered. It's, yeah, it it's is layered. layered. Um, and I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think she can yes. be absolutely right about that. And then also I think her... Yes. Uh, disgust with many people in that respect is not necessarily unwarranted, but a little quick. Yeah. A little quick. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. My English teacher used to say that the theme of Romeo and Juliet is take a breath, wait a minute. Mm. My English teacher used to say, this gay? (laughs) Not just your English teacher, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. That was actually everyone I've ever met. <laughs> Literally everybody. Like, this, this guy. This guy. Including all the gays in your life. Oh, it's, al- it's always a question mark. Yeah. This, this guy. Um, I think we should wrap it up around here, John. Yeah. What, yeah. what diva do you want us to close your urge? What if I said Barrett? Um, you know, I was actually going to say the same thing, but I was like, I don't want to be a shitster. No, no. I mean, we could. She has some great stuff. We but, could, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, we're not talking negative of her no i would i would like to reiterate no well, let's no. do barrett I, before yeah, we actually, do that yeah. yeah let's reiterate she makes some wonderful points yeah um and she's a very talented and she should still being. be celebrated she should be celebrated um we should celebrate her as an artist with the boundaries that she with has respect to- with the respect and boundaries that she has laid out for us which is we are not reaching out to her we are not mm-hmm. doing anything towards her body mm-hmm. we are celebrating the work she has done from a distance the way she has asked yeah so like we are the playing moon. Let, yeah what, like the moon? Like the moon, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the moon. The moon. Yeah, but we just celebrate it from a distance. We're like, look at that moon. Oh, so what, from what, a distance. It's so great at being a moon. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, here, yeah. Thanks. Like and subscribe. Oh, yeah, like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day. Yeah. Next time you hear us together, we won't be together. We'll be recording from separate locations. But It'll that's... truly be a Trudish episode that way. Yeah, that's my kink. So, yeah. thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks, Barry. Bye. You hope, you dream, you pray, and you get your way. Ask me how it feels. Look like hell on wheels. My God, it's
wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.